a new month, a special month. The month that follows upon the heels of Nisan, the month of Geula. Perhaps today to share three distinct thoughts about this special precious opportunity. <clears throat> First, it's brought down in the Svarim Akdoshim that the word, the name of the month of Iyar is the Rashi Tevis for Ani Hashem Reifecha. Aleph Yud Reish. Ani Hashem Reifecha. Iyar has a power of Rafua. It has a power to bring healing, good health, Rafua Shalema. When a person is in optimum health, optimum functioning capacity, optimum vitality, all systems going at full speed ahead, full steam. A chayla is someone that is avoid from Lashon Chalal. It's missing a little bit of his life energy. He's missing part of his capacity to function in his complete way. And Eeyore is the month of Ani Hashem Reifecha. Kol HaMachla HaShasamti B'Mitzrayim Lo'yosim Olecha Ki Ani Hashem Reifecha. So perhaps to share a thought, we know every time we daven for someone who's not well, the Lashon of the Tefillah we daven for someone for a refua. We recognize that the source of the physical ailment, the source of the lack of complete health, is not in a physical. It's not in the physical realm in its essence. That's an expression of the essential lack, which is in the spiritual realm. So we daven for refuas hanefesh, which will be expressed as a refuas aguf. We recognize the depth. It's you do in the time of that Rizal, when people were sick, the Ramban writes, when people were sick, they wouldn't go to a doctor. They would go to the Arizal. The Arizal would look at them and with his depth to be able to see the deeper Ruchni is the content of a person. He knew where he was lacking in which area that had caused this physical sickness. And he would tell the person what to do with Tikkun. Binyanim Ruchniim. Nothing to do with not the, not the medicine and not the this and the that. al The source of Chayli really is in Chayli Anefesh. When something in our soul is not complete. We find in the Seder Abrachos of Shemayna Esrei. Chazawur Mesakin. Shmain Esrei Brachas, today it's 19, they added the, the Brach of Alam Alshinim. But the Gemara Masechtas Megillah speaks out that these Brachas are in a very specific order. We know the first three Brachas are called Birchas Hashvach, the last three Brachas are Hoidah, the middle 12 are Bakoshes, asking for our needs. Kiyodua, buried in those 12 Brachas are all the full gamut of all human needs, both for each person individually. And for the world, for humanity as a whole, everything, all the tzrachim of, of life for every person and for the world as a whole are all buried in those 12 brachas. But the Gemara tells us, besides that, there's a specific order, an ascending order, so to say, or a progressive order within the Seder Abrachas. It's not just that we have these 12 things that we're going to daven for, but each one is like a build-up and leads to the next. The month of Iyar, which has in it a koyach of refuah, follows upon the heels of the month of Nisan, which is the month of Geula, 
the month of redemption. And if we look in Shemayin Esrei, we see again the same tziruf, the same combination of these things. We have the bracha of Re'evi Anyenu, Veriva Rivenu, which ends with the chasimah sabracha, Baruch Ato Hashem, Goyel Yisrael, a bracha of Geula, a tefillah for Geula, and a bracha of Shvach for the Geula that we do experience. And immediately following that is Rufa'inu Hashem B'nei Rafi. So there's an interconnectivity between Geula and Rafua. So to share this thought, in itself it's something to think about and recognize. But to focus on one element with Hashem's help for today, when we talk about Geula, we're not talking about being released from the oppression of external circumstances. When somebody is, uh, even in a way, you say if someone is sick, he's not able to go learn, he's not able to help his wife or the children, he's not able to go to work and do his job and earn parnasa, he's stuck in bed. So he's limited in his ability to do what he would like to do. If somebody's incarcerated in prison, if somebody's in Eved, person is incarcerated, he could be talented, brilliant, capable, but he's stuck behind bars. He has to stay in this little cell. They take him out for an hour a day to walk in the courtyard. He's not able to accomplish, to use his potential. It's part of the brach of Shaloyah Sani Ovid. And so too, when somebody's in Eved, the boss tells him what he wants him to do. A person can say he's incredibly musically talented. He'd love to study music and become a world-class musician. But the boss wants him to carry sacks of potatoes. So that's his master. That's what he's, he's indebted to do what the boss wants. And the Mela, his potential gets squelched, gets squashed, closed. But the Iker of where we yearn, where we need Geula is not from external circumstances that limit us. The Iker of Geula is from our inner circumstances that limit us. When we feel we can't do it, when we don't believe in ourselves enough, when we feel we're not living a life that we're true to our own values because we don't have the inner strength to do what we know is right or to not do what we know is wrong. That's real gullus. That's the greatest oppression that a person can undergo. If it's somebody externally that's stopping you from doing what you are capable of doing, what you would like to be doing, what you yearn to do, as much as that's painful because you're limited, but okay, one day he will go away. I know what I can do. I don't have the opportunity now to do it. But when it's coming from inside, what's squelching you, keeping you small, locking you in, is your own inner world. That's the worst callous in the world. We live in the land of the free, the home of the brave. We have opportunities limitless externally. There's almost no glass ceiling in America, no ghettos. There's, there's yidin that are in top positions, but in our own personal growth, in our own personal development, if we don't feel the power to be able to live a life of our neshama, of our getlchkeit, our own godly spirit, if we're not able to do the great things that we know deep inside we're capable of doing, we're not able to live our dreams of building ourselves into a mishkan, a place of ashras hashchino, being a beautiful human being, that's the real painful gullus. When a person is torn inside, within himself, frustrated, feeling 
stuck in the mud, trying to run a race with heavy cement boots on your feet. I can't do it. I, I, like, I know I want to, and I know deep down that I can, and it just, it's not happening. That's the greatest inner stress, so to say, that a person could have. The frustration with myself, the feeling incomplete, dishonest to my own values. That's the greatest tsar. That's the greatest golos. Distance from Hashem. Distant sometimes from our friends and family when I yearn to be close, but I'm not doing the things that enable me to be able to get close, even though deep inside I desperately want to and yearn to and wish I can. That's golos. And that creates inner turmoil, inner friction, inner stress. We're putting it now sort of into more practical and physical terms. But the immune system of a person, our health, the positive energy in a person's body, when a person is feeling well, optimistic, positive, confident, when a person's energy flow is alive and thriving, he's able to do so much. And it's also true that within his own internal systems, his body is able to do, to fight and conquer these germs every day. We're all exposed to millions of bacteria and germs and viruses and who knows what. And our immune system, like the muscle soldiers in the army, our immune system is constantly on the prowl for intruders into our body system. And when they find when they surround them and attack them, they take them down, take down the enemy. When soldiers lose morale, when soldiers in the Vietnam War, when the soldiers, American soldiers fighting, felt that the public in America was upset at them instead of backing them for fighting for liberty and democracy, whatever it was, when soldiers lose their morale, that's when they begin to lose the war. They, can't, they don't have the strength. Battle is hard. It takes determination. It takes a sense of invincibility. I'm going to do this. I'm going to stand up against you. I'm going to put you down. When you lose your morale, like, oh, gosh. When you feel like you're going to lose, that's when you lost, even before the battle started. And it's also true about a person's inner system. When a person is living a life of simcha, of joy, of happiness, of belief in himself, being proud of himself, feeling worthwhile, feeling good, feeling that he is a valuable contribution to planet Earth. So every day he wakes up and he has a simcha, he's excited to go out, he's excited to do everything he has to do. And he has energy to accomplish and do, and then also... His immune system, again, we're putting it sort of, sort of into practical terms, but the idea, the message, that's when a person doesn't get sick. Many, many years ago, I heard from a famous Rosh Hashiv in America. When I heard the story, really, it bothered me. But over years, I came to appreciate and understand it. A Bachar didn't come to Yeshiva for a number of days. When he finally came back to Yeshiva, the Yeshiva came over to him and he said, what's going on? Where were you? You're left in the middle of a shver sugya, rishayinim, achrayinim. How'd you disappear in the middle of a sugya? Where'd you go? So the Balcha looked at his Rosh Hashiva and he said, Rebbe, I didn't stam play hooky. I didn't stam take off. I wasn't feeling well. I didn't come because I wasn't feeling well. I was sick. So the Shiva looked back at him and he said, I know you were sick, but that's what I'm asking the question. How do you get sick in the middle of such a sugya? Like that, that's what I don't understand. How did you get sick when we're in the middle of such a, a major sugya to conquer? Honestly, when I was young, I was like, come on, give the guy a break. Like, poor guy got sick and you're making him feel guilty or something. But it was, it was an emissary, Rashiv from the previous door, an emissary, 
As I get older, I learn to appreciate what the Rashi was saying. When we're passionate about what we're doing, when we're excited, and when we feel confident, it could be it's a shver sugya, and it's hard, and it's not only the sugya of the Gemara for someone who's zeicha to be sitting and learning in a ben Torah. It's true about the sugyas of life. When we're tackling the challenges that Hashem is putting in our in our path of life, which are there to help us grow, but we feel confident to overcome it, to work with it, to get to a better place. When we're upbeat and positive about the eventual outcome, and we feel we're going, we're getting somewhere, we're moving, we're trying. We may not be perfect, we don't win every time, each battle, but ultimately we feel we're progressively getting closer and closer to winning the war. That's when our immune system is also, our whole mindset is positive, pumped, and we don't get sick. When a person is feeling that inner stress, I'm no good, I'm not doing it. I'm not worthwhile. When you're in your own inner gullus, in your own disappointed place, unhappy place, bitter, bitter with yourself place, like, ugh, why am I not doing what I know I need to do? Why can't I get it done? Why am I doing the things that I know I don't want to do? When you're stuck in your inner gullus, just like you feel down on your energy, your white blood cells also do. And there's like a certain lack of like, and then like the germs come, the viruses, the bacteria, and like, like I, I can't do this. I just like, whoosh, and the next thing you know, you're in bed with fever. But again, I'm using the muscle in the general sense of appreciating this. The more we're zaycha to geula, Pesach is man cheruseinu. Like we spoke about, it's a time of going free, releasing your own, breaking free from your own inner shackles, the thing that, make you feel small, make you feel stuck, make you feel trapped and impossible to do what you need to do, what you want to do, what you're capable really of doing. Pesach is man gu'ul It's a time to break free from that. Chayrus. I know I could do it. We step forward. We take a step out of our box and we say, no, I could be bigger. I could be greater. I could be better. It's a new cycle of life, new growth in the physical world, new growth within my inner world. The more ge'ula we have, and every little bit, the more we're able to believe in ourselves and to act upon our values and our goals and what's important to us and live it and do it and not, not get stuck when it's a little bit hard and not throw in the towel and give up, but keep fighting till we see it through to the end. The more we're living a life of ge'ula, the more that brings us to refuah. The more our physical health also is in peak efficiency in its maximum operating capacity, because we're filled with chiyas, we're filled with energy, we're filled with the inner peace and joy that motivates us and gives us strength to go and do and accomplish, and so too it expresses itself as well in our physical health, that gives up the brach of being gesund and stark and doing and accomplishing. So Be'ezer Hashem, this month of ER is such a special opportunity, a time of preparation for Kabbalah Satoyrah, it's also a time, as we mentioned, the Bani Hashem Reifecha, when we are connected to our own inner neshama, when we're living a life of our neshama, that's where we bring the Shechina into our lives, and that's what brings the bracha of good health and simcha and nachas and all the brachas together with it, all of us, all of Kala Yisrael, all the world should be zaycha to see it. This month of Iyar is a fascinating month, a unique month. After Pesach, after the first day of Pesach, we begin counting Sviyos Oimer. We want to use our newfound freedom, the Yitzi of the physical Mitzrayim, going, going out of 
Paroi, going out of Mitzrayim, and ultimate, the completion of the Geula, which was on Trisha Pesach, with the drowning of the Mitzrayim and the Yamsuf. And Klal Yisrael, Vayaminu Vashem, Uvamoisha Avdai, the clarity of recognition that Hashem is the king and the, the physical world doesn't live in us. But we prepare ourselves. We use our newfound freedom for Kabbalah Satoira. The whole, the whole, like the Chinuch writes so beautifully within the midst of Sirius Oimer, the whole goal of our freedom, the whole purpose of being free is in order to go and get the Torah to live according to our Neshama, to express all the greatness of our Neshama, to live a life of Dveikas Bashem, connecting to our Kodesh Baruch Hu, through all our physical endeavors, everything we do in the world is a way truly to live it according to the will of Hashem and get closer to Him. We began in Nisan, Tezai Nisan, we began the Svira, and it culminates with Shvuis on Vav Sivan. The month of Iyar, in its entirety, is a month of Svira. It's a month of preparation, of counting up towards something. So to share Be'ezus Hashem, two thoughts about this, perhaps. First and foremost, like as a hakdama to the specific thoughts, in the month of Iyar, where we're counting, Kiyodua, Svir Soimer, and the Chinuch already asked this as a question. Most of the time when somebody is looking forward to something, people count down. When a Kala gets engaged, he's looking forward to our chasana, 63 days left, 62 days left, 61 days left. People are looking, waiting for that momentous day, that special occasion, and they count down. Okay, there's a little bit less time. We're like, you know, getting closer, getting closer. And yet by Svir Soimer and Chazal, the mitzvah, is to count up. We count up towards, and it's unusual. So, just to bring out the point, when a person is waiting for something to happen, and it's going to eventually happen, but you just have to wait, so then you count down. How much time do I have to wait? I have to wait 63 days. Okay, Baruch Hashem, one day is gone. Now I only have 62 days left. Now only 61. Now 60, and so on and so forth. But when the thing that's going to happen is only going to happen because you're going to make it happen, and these are the steps that need to be done in order to make it happen, then we count up towards it. Okay, in order to, I don't know if you want to use the muscle in a, an escape room, if you want to get out of the escape room, you have to collect uh, 12, you know, solve all 12 riddles and then collect all the clues, and then you get out of the escape room, right? So, okay, we we got one done. Now we have the second one. It's accomplishing these missions that are going to bring about our eventually getting out of the escape room. So we're counting up. We got one, two, three, four, great, seven, eight. We're getting there, we're getting there, nine, ten. Svira Sa'imer is a process of preparing ourselves for that day of Shuas of Kabbalah Satoira. It's not just going to happen on Shuas that there is going to be Kabbalah Satoira. It does. But in our part of it, the more we prepare ourselves to receive, the more that that's going to happen. It's not just a status quo where I'm just a stand, you know, uh, a bystander to, to, to witnessing the event. I am going to create what my Kapala Satoira is going to be to me. The more I prepare myself to receive, the more I'm going to be able to get. It's man matan Torah saying That's a Kodesh Baruch's chilek. He's giving. Our chilek is to be ready to have a clee to receive. And the more, the bigger my kli is, the more I'm going to be able to receive. So we count up because my is to me is going to be what I make out of it. Every one of these 49 days is an opportunity to be looking forward to, to preparing, 
to be yearning to get, which is going to expand my clea so that when that day of Shavuos comes, one day of preparation, two days of preparation, I have more, more ready to get, three, four, seven, twelve, fifteen, twenty-two. I'm building up towards, I'm laying brick upon brick, building an edifice to be able to have a place to be macabre the Torah within myself. So these days, this month of Iyar, these days, these 49 days, are special days, opportunity of creating the yearning within myself, the action of the sphere itself, really, by counting up towards sphere, like looking forward to it, yearning for it, desiring it, is what opens my heart, expands my soul to be able to receive it. This is what I want. But Iyar, as a month, is a month where its whole essence is Svira, is preparing for this awesome and special day of Kabbalah Satayra. So let's share quickly two thoughts to take with us perhaps as we go through this month. It's the month of Pesach Sheni, the month of Lag Ba'imer, the month of the yearning giving us second chances. Lag Ba'imer is the uncovering the hay, the panemius, the light inside, the spiritual light within the physical world. Special, special days. But to focus perhaps on these nakuts, we mentioned earlier, every one of the 12 months has its own unique identity, its own unique spiritual essence, its own power, its own effect upon us as we live it within the year, and its own opportunity for growth that it engenders in the heart and soul of each person for who we are, talks to each one of us individually for who we are. The month of Eor corresponds, as we mentioned also, the other shiurim, Ezra Hashem, with Hashem's help, each month corresponds to a different one of the 12 Shvatim. Kipshuta, according to the Seder HaDagolim. And each month corresponds to a different Siruf, a different combination of the Shemavaya. So let's for a moment focus together. The month of Iyar corresponds to the second one of the Shvatim within the 12 Dagolim, within the 12 Shvatim. The first was Yehuda, Midas Hamalchos, the king, the leader. The movil, like we say in Hebrew, the one that makes it happen. The David Amelech Shevet Yehuda, or Yosef Shevet Yehuda. That's the month of Nisan itself, as the leader of all the The month of Iur corresponds to Shevet Yisachar. Interestingly enough, Be'ezus Hashem, perhaps by the next Rosh Chodesh, will speak about the month of Sivan, which is the month of Kabbalah Satorah corresponding to Shevet Zvulon, not to Yisachar. But the month of Iyar, which, which is the month of preparing ourselves for Kabbalah Satayah, corresponds to Yisachar. We know Yisachar was the Shevet of Limer HaToyrah, Asmodus HaToyrah, of Tamidah Chachomim, Yisachar, Chamor, Gorem, Bnei Yisachar, Yoidei Bino Le'itim. Yisachar was the ones Tamidah Chachomim, the Shevet of Torah, the famous partnership between Yisachar and Zvulon. Zvulon went to work, earned the money, and supported Yisachar to be able to sit and learn. But Yisachar is the shavit of sitting the grind, sitting and working hard and learning and gaining Torah knowledge and becoming steiging ois to be a Talmud Chacham, Yoyde Bino Le'itim, the one who's mechash of the Tkufus of Mazalas. That's this month. So I wanted to point out an akuda, a certain element for ourselves to take out of the correlation between Shevet Yisachar and the month of Iyo, the month of preparing ourselves for Kabbalah Satayra. The name Yisachar, the Shoyrish of the word, is Schar, reward. What does it reward for? 
What's 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 the what's the where's that where how did he get that name? So Kiyadua, Leah, Vayashem Kisnu Aleh, Vayifta Chasrachma, Leah was Zoycha to have the first four of the Shvatim, Ruven Shimon Levi Yehuda, and then Vatamad Miledes. She stopped having children. Rachel didn't have any yet. Rachel gave her Shivcha Bila to Yaakov, and Bila had two Shvatim. When Leah saw that, Leah gave her Shivcha to Yaakov as well, and Zilpa had two Shvatim. And then Leah, the story of the Dudaim, but Leah, Baruch Hashem is to have another two Shvatim as well. Leah is Zaycha to have Yisachar and Zvulan. The fifth and the sixth of her, Chalik of the Shvatim, of her six. Yisachar is the fifth one. And when Yisachar is born, Leah says the expression that Hashem gave me Schari. Hashem gave me my schar, that I gave my maidservant, so to say, my, my competition, Isha Tzara, Tzaris, because Tzara, Tzara Leah opened her heart to allow another woman, so to say, into her life with Yaakov by giving Zilpa to Yaakov. And Hashem nosati, nosan Hashem eschori, Hashem nosati shefchosi leisi, leishi. Hashem gave me a reward for that. And the reason why I'm zaychot to be cradling this beautiful child in my arms, another one of the shvatim, who's going to grow up to become the shevet yisocha, the shevet atoyra, is because I did something which ran so against the grain, went against every fiber of my being, like my 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 whole self was screaming against this. No, and befrat if we think that Leah already had a certain level of sense of struggling against feeling that Rachel is more Mirutza to Yaakov than she was. And now to go introduce another person to give Zilpa, your own Shifcha, to give Zilpa to Yaakov. But she said, No. The reason why I am now Soicha to have brought another child, another eternity to get into this world together with Yaakov. It's another chelek, another eternal piece of the oneness of Leah and Yaakov together, this beautiful child who's going to carry on the legacy of them as a couple forever, for all of eternity, is because I gave my shifcha to him. Doing the thing that's so hard, overcoming our natural tendencies, Doing the things that are difficult but are right, that's what brings the Shekhinah into the world and into our lives. Yisachar himself, the Pasuk says, how did Yisachar become Yisachar? What's Yaakov Avinu's bracha to him? How is Yisachar going to be the one that's going to become Torah, Yediyasa Torah, Paiskim, Yoyde Bino Le'itim? And the Pasuk says, Yaakov Avinu gives him a bracha. Yisachar chamor gorem. Reivitz ben HaMishpasoyim. Yisachar is like a, a donkey. A donkey is like the animal just plods along. He's relentless, just does what he does. Not so big and strong and powerful like an like a ox. Not so fast like a horse. But he's relentless. He just doesn't stop. He just goes and goes and goes and goes. Like the, the, the commitment, the ikviyut. Keeping at it. And Yisachar is a chamor gorem. He's like the donkey. He just day in and day out. He doesn't get tired. He, does, he just does what he's got to do. Keeps plodding along. And the next Pasuk again, Yaakov says, 
Yisachar and all the Mepharshim say, like, sounds like a funny contradiction. But Yar Menucha Kitoif, Yisachar says, what's good? Menucha, rest, peace. So therefore, by Yed Shechma Lisbal. What does he do? Hard work. Shechma, his shoulder, by Yed Shechma Lisbal. Soivil, Sabal. In Hebrew, is a porter. Someone carries a heavy package, right? By Yed Shechma Lisbal. Because by Yar Menucha Kitoif. Somebody that's trapped in the place where he's just looking for an easy life. I want to have a lot of money. I want to have a, just want to win the lottery and have a lot of money and just be able to relax and go on nice vacations. And I don't want to, you're missing the boat. That doesn't lead to bliss. It leads to misery, unhappiness, frustration, a f- tremendous feeling of void, of emptiness. What am I doing? But somebody that wants to have inner peace, I want to feel good. That comes from investing, putting in hard work. We were built to accomplish. We were built to create beautiful things. When I'm working hard, and the harder it is almost, when I'm working hard and doing and accomplishing things that are so special and so meaningful, that's when I have inner peace. Because it's Vayet Sheikh Lisbon. And it's true about everything in our life. So many times we go through things that are challenging and hard. And if we recognize that this is the key that's going to bring me to true inner happiness, when I work through things, that's like the whole purpose of the creation of the world. Why aren't we just malachim, neshamis, up in Gan Eden enjoying Olam Haba? Because Hashem gave us the opportunity. It shouldn't be namadik yisufa. Go create it. Work. And that's part of an expression of our godly soul. That we want to overcome the challenges, overcome the difficulty, and make it happen. The gift of life is the gift of opportunity, is the gift of overcoming challenges. To create good. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, could have made it perfect. He left it imperfect to give us a place to be partners with Him and bring it to perfection. That's our ultimate joy in Simcha. So what creates the Yisachar, what creates the Talmud Chacham, everybody's outside, it's a beautiful day, the family's going like, but I'm ready, going on a picnic. And Yisachar's in the base measure sitting and learning. Rabbi Yashiv, Zechat Tzadik, V'Kadosh Levrach, Chosu Yodgan Oleinu, said about himself that when he was younger, Yasser Rosenblatt once came to Eretz Yisrael and he was davening in a certain shul, I don't remember which one. On Shabbos, he was going to be the chazan. Yosel Rosenblatt was a gorgeous, gorgeous chazan and an Erlich Hayid, Tayyid. And everybody in Yerushalayim was so excited about this special event that was going to be taking place. And people were going from all Yerushalayim to hear the chazan, Yosel Rosenblatt, who sang so beautifully with so much heart and so much depth. World class chazan. And Rabbi Yashif said that once, that day, that Shabbos morning, he left and he was on the way. He was going to that shul to be able to hear. This famous, world-renowned Chazan who's going to be right here with us. And, and Rabbi Yashem enjoyed Chazanus. He enjoyed the singing. And on the way there, he said, if I'm going to go daven there, it's going to be time walking, time coming back. The davening is going to take so long. I need to learn. I need to learn. That's what I should be doing. And he turned around and he went back to his base manager. He went back to his regular minion or... Know exactly the details. If he had daven already, and the question was just to go to hear that or to go daven there, and he went to daven somewhere else, so he should be able to learn afterwards. But Akapanu, he went back, turned around, and he went back. He should be able to have time to sit and learn. I dare say, like many other things in life, when he was doing it, 
he didn't see the glorious result that was going to come at the end, that he's going to be the Godel Ador, the Paisek Ador, that Kol Klal Yisrael, Mikol Kitzvei Tevel, all the Shailas came to him, to live to be 102 years old, and until Mamash came at the end, he was Zoychah to be the guiding light for all of Klal Yisrael. When he turned around to go back, it was hard. It was really, really hard. Something special is going on. A special opportunity. It's once in a time. Like, is it such bittel Torah? Like, I learned so much as it is. It's as if I don't do it now, I won't do it. Like, everybody's going. I'm going to be left out. I'm going to be went back to like his shul to learn. I'm the only one sitting there all alone, and everybody else is having a nice time. And I'm. <sighs> it was difficult. I'm sure. But because of that, Bayet Sheikh Melizbo, he ended up the He ended up becoming the God Ladar. Look where he got to. When we do those things that are right, that need to be done, that are good, that are selfless, that are altruistic, where we're giving up what's comfortable, what's easy, what's pleasant in the here and now for a greater purpose, for what's right, what's true, what's good. And it's so often a wife is having a hard day and she gets upset and says something sharp to her husband. And he says, okay, I know she's having a hard time. She's a wonderful person. Everybody sometimes gets stressed out. And he says, okay, I'm sorry, no problem. Thank you for telling me. So on and so forth. Let's it just blow over instead of answering back. Why are you saying that? That's Vayar Menucha Kitoiv. That's Vayet Shech Melizbal. The things that are difficult in our kishkis, but the things that are beautiful. That's what creates Nosan Hashem Eschari. That's what creates eternal good and eternal reward. And that's the power of this month. There was another day I was going to share, but it's already um, late. Time is up. I want to thank you all for listening and just to take this with us at this month of ER, the month of devoting ourselves to things of higher meaning, devoting ourselves to the Vayet Sheikh Melizbal to realize that that is what brings the Vayet There's no greater simcha. There's no greater joy. There's no greater happiness than being devoted to a life of Kedusha, of Ruchnius, of Kirvis Hashem. Does it take sometimes giving up those things that are comfortable and easy and pleasant? Yes. Is it worth it? Sure is. Couldn't be better. We should be zaycha to find within ourselves the, the joy, the simcha that we have from living a life of kirvas Hashem, to believe in ourselves that we could do it, to be devoted to it, to live a life of passionate doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Limerat Torah, Kiyama Mitzvahs, Yerushamayim, Emunah, Bitochen, Chesed, Avas Yisrael. Hashem should open our hearts to be the beautiful, beautiful Yidin that he wants us to be. Together we should fulfill our mission and go to see Bias Mashiach Tzidkeinu, B'hoi Yashem L'melech HaKolaretz, B'Bias Mashiach Mimheira, B'yameinu, Amin V'yamin. Have a beautiful day. Atzlach HaRabbit, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe. If you would like to help us spread the word, give this video a thumbs up and a five-star review. Also, don't forget to ask your friends to subscribe as well. If you would like to partner with us and sponsor an episode, send an email to info at jfoundations.com. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day. We will see you in the next video.